Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Cynical Nerd. Please keep in mind that we do not avoid spoilers for any of our topics, whether they are current or past media. Listen at your own risk. going to be a low energy podcast and the lep if yeah you will. LA. <laughs> i love those tvs yeah lep yeah you know me um i'm very sorry i'm it's not okay. but i uh, fake an apology anyway uh derek i don't know if you know this this is episode 90 nine zero ninety ninety which is <laughs> hey derek do you like 90s <laughs> Did you like the nineties? I don't even know what I would where I would go from that, but that's all I need to do is plant the idea yeah. that there would be a joke there and then I'm done. I mean if you pulled off E ten the right, I mean nineties is not too far of a stretch. Yeah. It's E ten and nine D. Yeah. These. These. Yeah. E ten. Oh man. Oh man. I, I was so fat in that clip, but I still I look back at it and with awe because I'm I have the smarmiest look on you my do. face. You, I've you, ever, go like, you, you like retractally, you go like I'm like you like savor yeah. it for a second. <laughs> I'm like I can almost hear little little like mouth noises. <laughs> So I'm so happy. Oh, I'm like the the Comcast guys from the South Park. Every right. like nipple flaps. I'm like, oh, he said it. It was good. It was good. It was well done. Well executed. Uh, I want you to know we will, in fact, be assaulted um, by a four year old. He, uh, I told him I had to go upstairs. He thinks I go upstairs for work, and right. um, he like chased me upstairs. And I was like, "What are you doing? Head downstairs." And he was like, "I want him to say hi to Uncle Derek." And I was like, "Well, he's not here yet." And, and I also like, know that's just upstairs till he's here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, yeah. To bring him on up, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll. I'll wait until he's behind you. That's my favorite thing when I see him before you do. Uh, of course, because I'm looking at you, and I imagine you're right. looking at me. You're not looking at yourself. That would be weird. Um, and uh, yeah, it's terrifying for me, but then I feel like it's also terrifying for you. Uh, I, I, it's almost like a chain reaction. I feel like I see the, the look in your eyes. I'm like, yeah, sometimes I like, don't want to tell you because I want him to scare you, but it's so impossible. Like it's the whole scenario is so funny. It just, you know, yeah, you know, I'm a bad liar. No poker face. Anyway, I completely fucked it up last week. So I'm going to do it before we get into do the it. episode. Do it. Uh, if you want to follow us, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok at the cynical nerd youtube at the cynical nerd we're everywhere at the cynical nerd now except for except for instagram we don't yeah. have that one mm-hmm. uh we, we have a merch store up you can go buy some, some very very silly shirts from us um last time i checked all the designs were on sale again i'm not sure if they still are if you want a glory a glory hole t-shirt there's at least two designs that reference a glory hole yeah. and soon to be more i don't know which <laughs> ones but i'm sure we'll think of some other debased jokes or base jokes, depending on what angle you're coming from. Fucking base uh, TM, brother. You know fuck. what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that's that's it. I mean, you know, send us an email. Send us a comment. A comment. Say hello. Um, say, say, say YOLO. Let us know how you're feeling. Yeah. Let us know if you hate us. I don't give a shit. Just reach out and say yeah. hi. We want to we touch you. Let we us know what touched. you think about Forspoken, because we're not going to play it. So you better tell no. us. <laughs> I'm not going to play it. I actually contemplated putting an article in the doc this week. Just getting ahead of myself. 
that was basically them calling foul on Square Enix for cherry picking. And I, I've always seen publishers do this. They mm-hmm. cherry pick a word from a review that might not otherwise be favorable to them. Right. Like the the sentence could literally be the game is beautiful, but it sucks big donkey dick. But they'll just pick the word beautiful the out. Beautiful, and, yeah. <laughs> and they'll say Game Informer beautiful. And there was a big article about it. And ultimately I was like, this is a there's nothing here. Like everybody does this. Yeah. I could I could get mad at them for it because it's a shitty practice, but they're not the only ones who do no. it. This is, you know, not not by a long shot. The only thing I will say about it is apparently, apparently there are words taken from articles that aren't even a review like mm-hmm. like game I, I said game informer but i think there was like a preview of the game or something where they said some semi positive thing about it and that was in the launch trailer making it look as if it were a review so that's misleading yeah uh otherwise who gives a shit yeah go watch the, the, not the, there's been a lot of leaked i don't think it came out yet but there's been a lot of they, they've had a lot of leaks and there's a lot of gameplay they're leaky and uh, it's not looking good. It's really not looking great. No, it's not looking good. It's not looking great. It's I, I absolutely looking... think that that studio is getting shut after this, just because that's like Squeenix's thing to do right now. Like, oh, you underperformed. Everybody's out of a job. Uh, and like, I think the only other thing this studio did was 15 Final Fantasy 15, which was like commercially a success, but critically people didn't like it so much. So, right. I think it's I'm it. Just... I'm just a really big fan of the fact that you just called them Squeenix. You like that? I, that's not mine. That's like a thing. That's like a, people truncate it that way. Yeah. I should have just let you believe that I came up with that on the spot. Squeenix oh, sounds yeah, like Skrillex's stepson that <laughs> no one likes. Maybe he's redheaded. I don't know. We'll dig up that old meme. Right. Anyway, welcome to episode 90. Derek, I, uh, how are you doing? How's your how's your mechanical implants? How are they treating you? They're they're good. I, I'm dealing with, as you know, uh, a bit of an ear infection. It's not too bad, so like I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm good, but I am like tired. You know when you're just in pain all day or you're sick all day, and you're not even necessarily very sick, but by the time you get to six forty four p.m., you're just like. I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to fucking kick back. That's where I am. So listeners, lower your expectations of me for this episode by just just like 8%. Nothing crazy. By the the time you get to uh, this point exactly, I don't want to fucking be here. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I'm just joking. I'm happy to be here. I just just feeling a little under under the weather. That's all. Yeah, I feel you. And I, I feel like I bring up sickness every episode, but it really is just this carousel we kept Grayson home all last week. I think I talked about it yeah. on the podcast. He was home all last week because he was sick. Kept him home from school. Samantha's very sick. Like, sick to the point now where, like, she had trouble sleeping last night because she was so congested. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, are you Grayson? Because you guys are the same. Yeah. And I... Yeah, sleep in his room, God damn it! I'm tired of hearing I have your a, sniffles. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> I, have a, I have, like, a mini snowboarding trip this weekend. This, and by trip, oh, cool. I mean, like, I'm going up Saturday night at in the afternoon and we're going to be there Sunday and Monday, come home Monday afternoon. So I'll be next week is fine for the that's podcast. Fun. Not that, not that the listeners care about our scary right. recording schedule, but there's, that's where it is. I feel like insulted. This is the first I'm hearing of this, this cool trip you're doing within one oh, week of it happening. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we uh, stayed more in contact with that. It's okay. Let's move well, right past it. Well, it doesn't affect our relationships. So I thought it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, 
you know, I, I'm at that point where uh, I'm just kind of side eyeing my son and wife, and I'm like, don't either of you come near me because if I get sick, yeah, it's gonna ruin my trip. And I I do feel a little bit of the of the sinuses dripping down the yeah, back yeah, of the yeah. throat, and it's con- it's a little concernicus for me. That was okay. <laughs> That was a bubbled up Dane Cook reference that I didn't even know lived down there. It's still. been a while since we had those weird unintentional Dane Cook references. Dude, I, I, yeah. um, I, if I have something like even mildly important coming up, I do that too. When I had the hip surgery coming up, Odin was like, he was like sick, sick. And I was like, I love you from eight feet away. Like I, yeah. <laughs> like you stay over there. I cannot have this surgery canceled. Um, right. Of course, if he needed me, I would go pick him up, but then I would change my shirt afterwards and wash my face. But I'm like, right. stay and away. Sanitize the entire house. Yeah, you. right. You're like a reverse. <laughs> Shit. What's the Olympic sport where you can basically just be a dad? Like they all have beer bellies. And they <laughs> push shit down. It's not shuffleboard. What's it called? Oh, uh, uh, curling. Curling. You're basically like reverse. Like I was just doing the truth. Oh, uh, 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 oh, uh, yeah. onto the floor uh, in front of a crowd of people. Oh yeah, coming. Uh, <laughs> I put a Louis C.K. <laughs> You're reverse curling. You're following your son around with like a like a Swiffer that just has <laughs> Clorox wipes wrapped around it. You're just <laughs> just getting everything up. No, it's a real thing. And now it's like not to be too. <laughs> Not to be too overly, oh God, I hope we can use the video for this week. Not to be too overly uh, sensual, personal, intimate. Yeah, intimate works with my personal life. But I had a big company outing this weekend, came home a little tipsy. Samantha and I didn't have a kid around. Right, right, right. I see where you're going. Okay, she pegged you. All right. And No, All and right. I ordered some, some takeout, maybe. And I you know oh had, uh, oh oh i got you maybe, i'm with you maybe yeah. i got some tacos i don't know <laughs> anyway and now the next day is when she really started to feel sick and i'm like can i get can i get her germs from that <laughs> you haven't been coughing from your pussy have you because <laughs> <laughs> i could because re- then i could really go like yo your pussy is sick no seriously made me sick like now i have had like a sore throat but uh Jeez. yeah that's my life i don't think there's lungs show. down there pretty sure you're okay <laughs> <laughs> all right let's start talking we actually have a pretty short succinct document for the second week in a row i'm liking this we're gonna keep it trim, trim as much as we can slim. as best as we can we actually have like less than it than we did last week and yeah. honestly there's just not with last of us being out of course we're gonna talk about episode two Spoiler alert, I liked it. There's not a lot to say about it. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things to point out, but ultimately, if you've played the game, you know exactly what happens this episode. Almost to a fault. Like, it's very similar. They changed a couple mm-hmm. things. We'll talk about whatever. Not doing that now. And we're going to talk about a weird movie that Derek forced me to watch. <laughs> I did. He gave me no choice. No, nah, I'm just I kidding. Drugged it's, him. Uh, from Ralph Fiennes. It's called The Menu. I roofied him, uh, Nick- except it keeps you awake. It's, it's fucking... Yeah. It's called it's called cocaine. It's called Flores. I stole that uh, from some Anna, movie somewhere. I can't remember. Is it Anna or I think it's Anna. I think it's Anya. No, no, it's Anya. It's the weirdest pronunciation you can possibly think of. It's yeah, Anya Taylor, Taylor Joy. Joy. That yeah. that that woman, the the uh, star of the Queen's Gambit, and uh, yeah. she was in Northmen and all uh, Nor- Norse. Yeah, North North 
Northmen and a bunch of other cool stuff. <laughs> Speaking of, real quick, <laughs> I saw, I'm ready. I saw a comment about the Northmen that said, "Isn't it crazy that in that movie they're on a boat to start a new life, and then Anya Taylor Joy tells him that she's pregnant with twins, and he jumps off the boat swims <laughs> back to shore, like, oh, you're pregnant? I'm gonna go kill my uncle. Okay, I gotta go." Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a baby," and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm swimming." But I ain't way about back. that life. <laughs> he's Good not luck, paying idiot. <laughs> child support, whatever that would be. <laughs> back in these days. Sorry, please continue. I'll mail you half a goat every other weekend. <laughs> It'll get there delayed. Anyway, moving on. And this movie, the menu with Ralph Fiennes, Anya, Anya Taylor Joy, whatever Nicholas Holt. So, it, interesting film is mm. what I will call it. Mm. And uh, I don't even know who directs it, but it got fairly good reviews. And you told me you were watching it. We didn't have another uh, empty this week. So we decided to pop it on the old rotation. And Mm. yeah, we have thoughts about that too. So moving into weekend review. It didn't rhyme, but like the cadence was similar. Yeah. This is your week in review. (laughs) Also didn't rhyme, but that's like our new, you know, segue. Segui, if you will. Segui. I read that word as Sieg for the longest time. Like before I heard someone say it out, like when I was a kid, I'm saying, not like two years ago. When you were an idiot. Like in books, when I was an idiot. Right. That's over now. (laughs) That's. Segui. Segui. Okay. This came out back on January. I also, uh, in my head, uh, um, Ari, Ari, like Ari in my head. Oh. Please continue. I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. I was a dumb kid. <laughs> I read a lot too. I just didn't say the you, words out loud. So I'm like, Ari, what do you want me to say? I'm a dumb kid. Okay. This is a bunch of could be nothing news, but it's worth having a conversation about. So there was a leak on 4chan of all places. I haven't heard about them in a while. <laughs> wonder <laughs> what mass God. murderer live streamed himself now. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently oh, the guy boy. who leaked this picture because he disappeared. Yeah. Suicide Squad. There was a leak of the sort of I wouldn't say title screen. It's like the the menu screen. It's like you're looking at your characters, and there was a game pass or battle pass mm-hmm. icon, and that's it. Like no one, there's no one saw like the tier leak or whatever's going to be in it, or if it's a free battle pass because a lot of people are doing just here's free shit to grind towards now. Or if it's going to be a paid battle, who fucking, no one knows, but I got, I got to be honest with you from a developmental point of view, I get why these things exist in single player games, because you're only expecting to people to buy the game once and that's it. And then your money dries up. So it's like, unless you're releasing DLC, you know, you guys might have spent the last five to seven years building this game with no money coming in. And you need to milk that motherfucker for all. So I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying I, from a business point of view, mm-hmm. I understand why a battle pass exists. That being said, it's very weird to have one on a single player game. And maybe there's something I don't know about this. Maybe they've even announced it and I'm just a horrible host and don't remember. Maybe they have multiplayer where you can drop in and out. Hopefully like a much better version of Gotham Knights. Not a hundred percent sure, but the leak sh- screenshot showed showed past tense has been taken down, so that's how you know it was real. I, f- I always feel like they should just leave that shit out there, right? Right at that like, point, I, yeah, 
Yeah. Everybody knows, and that, you're just confirming it when it later gets yeah. like a DMCA takedown request. Anyway, the screenshot shows Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, King Shark, Deadshot huddled together on what appears to be the home screen. Uh, there's a battle pass option. Each character has two numbers below it. There appear to be a couple different types of currency. None of this is out of the ordinary. It all kind of comes down to like how it's implemented. It could be great, could be shit. I don't know. How does this make you? Does this make you feel icky? Uh, it does. It, I just don't understand. Like especially in a single player game, I just don't like battle passes. Like it's crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm never going to be satisfied, but I just feel like progression systems just aren't fun most of the time. The one that I like is like. Which is almost what a battle pass is, but like a game I don't even play, Modern Warfare. I never got into them, but I, I, my understanding is like the more you use a gun, the more shit you get for that gun, and then you can like get a new gun and whatever, start the whole thing over. It's like a targeted battle pass. Yeah, yeah right. Like that makes sense because then it's like, well, I like this one, so I want this one to be better. So the more I use it, not only will I get better with it, I'll get better shit for it. That's brilliant. Um, if that's how it is in this game, then, you know, great. Like it's, uh, whatever you're just unlocking costumes and shit like that. Um, but like, why call it a battle pass at that point? I feel like it's like loot boxes were the thing for the longest time. And then finally all these companies, you know, people stopped buying games with loot boxes and they got rid of loot boxes and now it's battle passes and battle passes are, it seems like across the board, people are like, it's crazy that I miss loot boxes. Like looking back on that, and going yeah. like how much you hated that, but battle passes are so much worse that you miss the other shitty thing. Um, I think, the, okay, for example, different game, but Overwatch 2. For, uh, base game is free. Overwatch 1, for anybody who's living under a rock for the past eight years, uh, Overwatch 1 was a paid game, and then you could earn loot boxes, you know, at a, at a reasonable enough pace that just had a random item in them. Sometimes it was really good. Sometimes it sucked balls. Uh, and then you could buy them on top of it. That, that was the sort of monetization of it. Um, now they have this battle pass feature and nobody likes it. Nobody. You'll grind for like fucking hours and hours and hours a day for like a, an emblem for a character that you never use. And of course, there's like 40 characters in that game now. Dude, every time I load it up and look at that battle pass and it's like, it's the only you don't get something cool until level like 25, which would take like weeks of me playing like five matches a day. I'm like, I'm not playing this fucking game. I'm um, not fucking doing this. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Uh, and I just don't I, I don't know why. Like if you were doing something that's more not so like predatory than that, then why call it a battle pass when people just hate right. that so much at this point? Why call it a BP? Why call it a BP? Why do that to this G? Um, it's <laughs> oh, not, yes. It's not I like a, that. It's not going to prevent me from from playing the game. It looks really good still, but I just don't get it. I I feel like um, not just video games at all. Every business, the way that like like international like stocks are valued is by growth, not even necessarily like if your company isn't constantly expanding. So not just turning a profit, but like having an exponential gain on that profit, you're seen as a failure. Uh, and thus you're devalued. So that's why everything is always, they're looking for new ways to monetize everything. Um, and I just think that that's so dumb, like not even just with video games, of (laughs) course, but like you look at a a company like Twitter, even before Musk bought it, I'm now I'm really uh, flying off the track here, but it's like, even before Musk bought it now it's doing significantly worse, but it was losing something like $10 million a day or something like everybody and their fucking mother knows what Twitter is. 
I think half of all people on planet Earth have Twitter. Uh, half of that are active on Twitter. And it's like, this thing is losing millions of dollars every day simply because yeah. it's just, there's no exponential growth. Um, anyway, long story short, I got really off track there, but uh, it's, I liked it. It's, it's dumb. I, I, I don't like it. It's not turning me off from playing the game. Um, but I just hope that they don't do the really shitty thing and lock like things you need behind the battle pass. Yeah, there's there's two things there. There's the one um I've seen some people complain and they're like, you know what, there's I I'm tired of this of these non-live service games making me feel like they're a live service game because they're putting in battle passes and shit to grind towards and currencies when it's you know frivolous or you don't need to. So if they do it, whatever, I don't like it. But most definitely the way to immediately make me hate you is to put, like you said, useful things behind that battle pass behind a paywall. The best case scenario for me is that this is a free battle pass yeah. that lets you grind towards like character cosmetics. And that's, that's like it because any other, any other option to me sounds like it, it is going to be shitty or, yeah. you know, or, or predatory is the word I was looking for. So the other side of the argument to that is just don't buy it. Like, it, yeah. you know, again, as, as, and, but that only really works if there's nothing behind it that people feel like they need, because whenever you put something behind a paywall, but people feel like they need it, then it, then you're just preying on people's yeah. uh, weak, weak willed natures to buy their way to whatever object of desire they have called prostitution. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Tootin'. It's called prostituting. Moving on. This, uh, this is actually has to do with one of our main topics. I thought about moving it, but you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Dad. That's what I have to say. Last of Us. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later. HBO's second. Thanks for the sponsor this week, HBO. HBO's second. <laughs> they took us know, back after we, tra on, after on, we dragged them. <laughs> stop, the, stop the presses. I must say, I just saw someone talking, and this is not related to our buddy, Bencino, Nikolai Bencino, who said he had to be clear about his sponsors. Oh, hi, Sadie. I don't know how I, I feel like I saw that before you did. You did. <laughs> I, I, but I saw someone who like actually is famous say that they had to be clear that what they were referencing was not a sponsor. And I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a thing. If it is all of our, we're going to be, this is going to be episode four because we're going to have yeah. to delete. So anyway, retroactively, all of those times, yeah. it was a joke. In case, in case it wasn't incredibly, abundantly, insanely clear, we don't have any sponsors. Yeah. We never have. We may never. And that's okay. I would Derek say that we I. sponsor one another. I feel like. We do. Yeah. I'm your sponsor. You're my sponsor. Right. So I wouldn't say we have none. We have We're co-sponsors of the Cynical Nerd Podcast. Co-hosts, co-sponsors, cohorts. Don't worry. When, when we have an actual sponsor, I'll make it abundantly clear that I'm being serious. But yeah. just assume now, when I say things off the cuff, like thanks to our sponsor, HBO, this week, I'm fucking kidding. Yeah. Back to the main topic. Take her away, Chris. Thanks, other Chris. Last of Us, <laughs> HBO's second biggest premiere in over 10 years. That's great news. We, you and I talked about the first episode and how much we enjoyed it last week and how much I think I had actually brought up something about hoping that other video game adaptations take some notes from how mm -hmm. they did this, how they treated it seriously, how they really 
took the source material and said, hey, look, there's a reason this game sold crazy like bananas when it came out. We should just trust that and go with it. But the viewership numbers of this are insane. They had 4.7 million viewers. The last time a new series did numbers in the same ballpark was Boardwalk Empire in 2010. And think about the lack of streaming services in 2010. Yeah. So that's very impressive. Very good numbers. Everyone I know is watching it. Samantha, even though she didn't play the games, uh, you know, again, we ended up watching it together. She is really into it. So it's just a good show. Uh, House of the Dragon was a bigger premiere, though, correct? Oh, 100%. House of the Dragon, I think. uh, It's just shy of 10 million. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Game of Thrones is literally before it turned into shit. One of the most beloved and popular shows of all time for HBO. So not incredibly crazy. Yeah. No, it is. It's bonkers. And it's all I can see people talking about. And um, it's uh, yeah, I, I, I believe it. But I can't. Not, I have nothing to add. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I mean, it's it's kind of like a yeah, go last of. I mean, we yeah. love Pedro Pascal. Nothing crazy is happening here besides me just saying that he's a welcome addition to the TCN glory hole. That's true. That's true. Hey, speaking of the last of us. Speaking of, um, of glory holes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Craig Mason, Mizen. I don't know. Yeah, I've probably asked you this four hundred million times before. Did you watch? Uh, Chernobyl? I think you did. Yeah, I've seen Chernobyl. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Now I want to watch it. Oh, good. I won't tell you anything on, about it. Yeah, it's only like four episodes, right? It's like a super... It's, it's called a, it's a, a mini-series. It's a real short... <laughs> a, I don't know how I'm doing that. It's called a mini-series. Um, sorry, hang on. That could be misconstrued as making fun of a certain sect of people. I'm not doing that. <laughs> that was just me being an idiot. To make my friend Derek laugh. It works. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a mini series. I don't remember if it's four or six, but it's a very, very good show. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to do it. But I also said <laughs> I was going to watch Willow, the movie, and I still haven't done that. And so, you still haven't yeah, done no. it. I have barely been Shame at this on desk. You. I've been on my laptop like a piece of shit with it on my stomach playing video games. I'd love it. I'd love it. It's better than the other thing that could be on your stomach. So it's true. <laughs> it's a good point. Really, really putting in work. Trying up. Okay. Need a wet nap. <laughs> oh, Speaking of needing a wet nap, Tron 3 is officially in the works from Jared Leto. Oh, there it is. Got me. This, nah, this is not good news. Tron, Tron 3 officially in the works from Jared Leto and the Pirates of the Caribbean 5 director. Oh, what a winning combination of words in that headline. Wait, is Leto starring or like creating? Yeah. Okay, okay. Dude, I thought Tron yeah. Legacy was fucking sick. I think it had one of the best soundtracks of like any. It was so good, dude. Daft Punk did it. If they can like encapsulate one percent of that, I would be happy. Despite Leto, just uh, if you yes, saw Christa, Christopher. Oh, if you noticed. Okay, I was just trying to be respectful over here. Yeah. Uh, so I have to say something that I thought until just this moment I was incredibly alone on, which is that I thought Tron Legacy was really cool. It was like it had um like typical uh hmm, what's the word like uh tropes I guess. Yeah. Um like what's what's her name was in it? Um come on. 
Olivia Munn? Olive, no, no, it's no. But uh, like Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Wilde. Yeah. yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, she had some really cringy dialogue. There was some. Very. The, the main guy had cringy dialogue, but overall, but she, visually, but, but she, but, but, but she was really hot though. Oh, she looks great. Yeah, she looks great. <laughs> not that it matters, but it totally matters. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm, not that I'm objectifying her, but just a little bit. Yeah. And and don't yeah. get me wrong, we're we're an equal opportunity podcast. I'll objectify a hot dude. What's up, yeah. Henry Cavill? Yeah, sure. We just did Pedro Boom. Pascal. What's Stunned. up, baby? He's 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 at the glory hole. He's in line. We already did it. Um, but uh, visually and um, the uh, oh, fucking soundtrack is so good. I still listen to that. Very good. Oh, yes. So but, good. Yeah. So hopefully they get them again. I mean, I, and here's I, the thing. They like, had the. No, I'm sorry. Please. No, no, you for, uh, Mr. No. Mr. Chris Ofer, uh, after you. Please. I was just going to say, I know they did the Uncanny Valley thing with Jeff Bridges, yeah. but I still, I mean, I still. I still really like the movie. Yeah. The soundtrack is killer. You're, you're not wrong. It's the best part. Th- that technology, it's weird. Like that technology, as much as it really sucked then, and then it's still not perfect now. That was like no. that, that movie was like the pioneer for that de-aging type shit. So like without it, I don't think we'd be where we are. Um, but it does look pretty bad. <laughs> uh, the what, What's the name of the song? Is the song just called Rinsler? I, I don't know. I love uh, it. Yeah. Rinsler. It's so yeah. Fucking toy. That like game toy has its aesthetic. A game movie has its aesthetic down so to a fucking T. It was great. Can we have like any more of a generic? Sorry, and sorry, Garrett Headland, because I know like as an actor, he's done some cool stuff. But like in that film, he is almost as generic of a male white protagonist as like Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. From Avatar. That's what I was thinking <laughs> before you said it. I should have written it on a fucking card and po- I just held it up. Whose name? Whose line is it anyway? Oh my god! Uh, looking for Sam Worthington. It's on the board. <laughs> <laughs> a family feed, whatever it's called. Any anyway, apparently, Jared Leto has been championing this for a while. This is coming to us according from the Hollywood Reporter. I cannot pronounce this guy's name. It's got one of the. It's got an O with a line through it. I don't know if it's Swiss or no. I don't finish. I don't know. Um. And then it's it's J O. It looks like Roach, but there's a J, so it's do like it, do it. Just give it a shot. Joachim, Ron, <laughs> whatever. I'm gonna roll an yeah. R. I don't no, know. You got it. You say whatever yeah, at the end of his good name old, too. That's a part jo- of it. Good old Joachim is set to direct the film, <laughs> which is going under the working title Tron Ares. It will not seemingly be a reboot, and it will pick up where Legacy left off, which I also like a yeah. whole lot. I, I would be angry if it was a reboot because. While Legacy might not be perfect, it's still an interesting film. Like, they knew they had a huge, crazy Legacy. It was never going to be great. They came out with something really generic, but still, <laughs> run with it. You've got a template now. You know, there was a, a through line left to the last film. Jeff Bridges was so good in Legacy. Like, he was, like, he, yeah. he was all, like, a tech monk-looking thing. Remember the, yeah. the one point he has, like, some influence It's just Jeff over... Bridges and Tron. Let's be real. He, yeah. Like, he's, like, the big LeBal. He's just... He's uh he's just the big Lebowski everywhere. He's- well, there was like some fu- yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically there was some <laughs> fight scene where he like he, he had a power because he created the place. He had like he could like slow everything down for like a couple seconds so they could get away. Yeah, and the part where he recombines with what's his name at the end, fucking choice, Rinsler, dude. yeah, very good Rinsler. The yeah. uh the Tron Lebowski. Anyway, will Jeff Bridges <laughs> return as Kevin Flynn? Who knows? But it. either he's way, old shit, my god. Look, I, I see Leto now and I cringe, but if if he gets this to come out just based off of his star power, let's be real. He doesn't have a whole lot left after Morbius. Yeah. He's got to use up what's left. I hope I hope it's good. We say this time and time again. I'll repeat it here. 
for the sake of history itself. I always want things to be good. And I hope that this is good. I hope that everything's good. Sometimes I want things to be bad. I got to be honest. So oh, yeah? sometimes I like to example. see people really build things Suffer? up and look oh. forward to them. And then, uh, and then they're yeah, yeah. This makes me feel good. I don't know. Can't help it. I can, I can think of one such occasion. Which, and which is that? I can't tell you. I would, it would give it away immediately. Okay. We give it away, give it away, later. give it away now? Okay, yeah, let me know. Oh, no! Red Hot Chili Pepper. By the way, I wrote down BP for this G from earlier because I think <laughs> it's a potential title for the episode. Mostly because I'm such an idiot that whenever your humor is super close to mine, I'm like a weird, proud parent, but also right. impressed friend at the same time. It's a weird combo. Anyway, Excellent. moving on. We a lot both of sexual know energy in that. You said. Dude. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> We both know, but you stupid listeners probably don't. I'm just kidding. You probably do. If you've been here before, Zack Snyder has a Star Wars without the word Star Wars in it movie coming out called Rebel Moon. We heard about this first because it's coming to Netflix, A, and B, he actually announced it and said this was a story that he took to Lucasfilm originally and pitched it as a Star Wars film. They decided not to go with it. So Netflix is paying him to do it. And now, surprise, surprise, if there's ever a filmmaker where you go, I want to take an over-under on whether or not this guy's huge operatic sci-fi film is going to be split into two films or not, you should always bet on the over for Zack Snyder because, like clockwork, Rebel Moon is now going to be a two-part space opera, epic space opera is what they're calling it. They've released some still shots that Yep, look like a, a sci-fi movie. Yeah, uh, I don't. We don't have a lot of other info about it. They had like at Netflix released a 2023 movies to look forward to, and there was a couple. I don't know if you saw it or not. There's a couple brief snippets of the I film like in I there. Did see Very that. Yeah. brief. It just came out. And yeah, I mean, speaking to Variety earlier this week, it was the Netflix uh, co-head of original films. He said the reason for this is owed to Snyder. No shit. Since the story apparently can't be just locked to one film. When we saw, I'm getting like Justice League Deja Vu. When we saw how big the world he created was, we thought it would be better served as two pieces versus one film. And we've talked about this before. Visually, there's almost no denying Zack Snyder's talent. He's got a great eye for visuals. So we'll just have to see if the story can hold up and uh, hope that someone else wrote the dialogue for him. Yeah. He's I like just Lucas. love him. I just, he's, he's, he's a real sweetie. I, you know, that's like, there's this big, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? People like online, people like hate Snyder fans. They, they have like a dude bro, like, uh, reputation. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, all right, I guess I don't know too many Snyder fans out there, but none of us are like that. So that's them. And this is me. And I'm looking forward to this and that's it. I have never popped my collar one time. Um, I look forward to it. I have, but I, it was always ironically. So, oh, so that makes it okay. Yeah, it doesn't. No, no. That just makes you cool. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me unironically cool. Yeah. (laughs) First comment on this basically agrees with us. I mean, this makes sense because Snyder just cannot make a two hour long game. Producers will tell him, make this film two hours and he will make a four fucking hour long film and have to cut it down. And then it makes no sense. So, hey, why not just let him make two movies? Could not agree more. 
Yeah. The difference in reactions I got from this guy right here, my best friend, Derek, it, uh, over the theatrical versus ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman. Dawn of oh, Justice, God. Incredible. Uh, were they summons to the Cummins when when you came to me and said, Christ- Christoph, <laughs> Christoforo Rodolo, <laughs> I watched <laughs> BBS, the ultimate edition, and I don't know. What, I'm it was so, so good. Well, here's and, what and actually I happened. Just, I remember this very intimately. I oh, just said, man, I'm rewatching Batman versus Superman and it's really good. And I don't know what I thought was so bad about it the first time. And you said, <laughs> are you watching the ultimate edition? <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's what's on HBO Max. That's what I'm watching. And you went, well, it's a totally different movie. And you're 100% correct. You don't sound like that at all, by the way. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen the, the original since it dropped. Like, I don't know what was cut and why and where and who. And, but holy shit, what a fucking, what a, like, bungle from the studio to cut all that shit out. Because... It really is like, and and that's uh, by far the, the the common thread that you see people talking about. It. It's like people who saw just a theatrical release thought it was Dookie Butter, and people who saw uh, Ultimate Edition think it was great. Yeah. So just and let the do same. Thing. The same can be said about Justice League, and and don't get yeah. me wrong, Justice League is way too big of a movie, and it's yeah. because they he, they should have had more time to build characters and relationships before it. We get it. The Marvel movie of individuals and then team ups makes way more sense, especially in a world orient, uh, oriented towards comic book uh, superheroes, because you need each of them to have their own stakes, their own personality, their own drive. You need to mm-hmm. clear, clearly articulate that to an audience before they get together and just have a hodgepodge of people you don't care about. So we, we in hindsight, well, this is in hindsight for Warner Brothers. Everyone was telling them to do that and they decided to try and jump and make their team up film. But with what he had to work with, if you have the time and can waste half a day on a movie, uh, Justice League is actually quite a good film, but it's, it's just insanely, it's too, it's too big. Like it needs yeah. to be, it should have been done differently, but for what it is, it, anyway, I mean, how I got yeah. on this tangent, uh, where were we? That was it. We we're done. That's it. We're done. End of the episode. Oh, sorry. I wanted Weirdly to play short. You, you said, you said you went, <laughs> I told you, keeping it high and tight. 40 <laughs> minutes, baby. Uh, you had said you weren't sure what parts were cut out. Now, there's a lot of stuff here and there. I know there's a couple little scenes related to the uh, Lois Lane's investigative journalism in the Middle East and stuff. One of the major things that was cut out, that one of the, like a, an entire storyline, was Clark going to Gotham to do investigative journalism about Batman. All of that was cut. Mm-hmm. He does not go to Gotham at all on the theatrical release. So all of the whole, like basically the entire onus of why Superman decides to just go, no, I'm going to go stop him. He can't do this. He's not doing things the right way. Basically the entire stopping in front of his car, making him crash to tell him to knock it off. Yeah. Doesn't make sense unless you watch the extended cut. And there's some great scenes in that when, when there's the old guy scratching the lottery ticket and there's, so much of like Batman's state of mind and why he's being so much harsher to criminals in this than the audience expects Batman to normally be. Uh, there's, there's, he says something, he's like, Oh, there's some mean in him. Like basically like he hasn't been the same recently. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of on a tear. 
Okay, and I think the dog's fucking with the cat because she just scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Just, oh, yep. Yeah, okay, I just saw her again. Woo! It's a madhouse. Anyway. Yeah, a lot of the stuff, a lot of just, uh, what, what would it be called? Like set dressing for, you know, why Batman is, is acting out of character. You know, they, they talk about, oh, right, the scene when he goes to the jail and talks to the the guy who he branded like his girlfriend or something. She's like walking out and uh, you know, he he's like, he, they're going to kill him in there. Like they're going to murder him because he got branded and he's like, he's, you know, whatever he's not a hero or some, some, some shit like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. No, 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 no. Let's, Let's move not on. move on just yet. Okay. Batfleck in that movie is so fucking angry and full Very. of hate. And I yeah. love it. Dude, the scenes like the, the fights are so fucking visceral they're very they're good so fucking good dude and the nothing, lines nothing that he says it. when he yeah. like when he i think he like i forget what it is he like has superman like it might even be on like a wire with kryptonite or something and he's like i bet your parents told you you were special my so god fucking good Eric, dude let me just tell you i'm gonna open mouth kiss you right now so that line <laughs> Zack snyder can't take credit for it it is ripped directly from the pages of the dark knight and it mm-hmm. is one of my favorite batman quotes of all time Full stop, hands down. There's no contest. It's so good. And then he says, my parents taught me something different, dying in the gutter for no reason at all. It's just so Uh, fucking good, Just hearing you say it, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch it now. (laughs) It's it's a great movie. I have to look the quote up, and I know you just said it, and I'm going to fucking repeat it because I love it. Hit me with it. So much. Hit me with it. Let me hear it. Well, this isn't, this doesn't start. Oh yeah. I, I bet your parents taught you that you mean something that you're here for a reason. Well, my parents taught me a different lesson dying in the gutter for no reason at all. They taught me the world only makes sense if you force it to. Beautiful. It is so fucking good. And the way he says it though, dude, he's so full Yo, of yeah, yeah. fucking hate when he, when that comes out. Same thing when on the, the roof, when he says like, uh, you're not brave. Men, what does he say? Men are brave. You're not brave. Men are brave. You're yeah. not brave. Men are brave. Yeah. 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 yeah and that's yeah, as yeah, he's yeah, gassing yeah. him and beating the shit out of him. Yeah. So, and then, you know, that movie came out and I'm not saying you still get through context in the theatrical that he's very angry. He's got a, a thing against Superman. He doesn't trust him. There's a paranoia thing here. There's a little bit of setup in the film about Luther planning it, but they really spell it out in the extended edition. Like, no, he's like doing all these things behind the scenes to ramp up Batman's already obvious paranoia against Superman because he's wants them to fight. He wants him to take down Superman. He wants to swoop in at the last minute, kill him with the kryptonite. Lex was terrible, though. He, yeah, he was yeah, truly God, God, God awful. I I will never defend it's and it's just the portrayal. Yeah. the storyline of how he like uh masterminded this plot to like just nudge like the whole like you let your family die notes to Wayne and the and Wayne Wayne Enterprises that was like that was Luther who did mm-hmm. that but goddamn Jesse Eisenberg is so bad as Lex Luthor yeah yeah exceptionally so exceptionally bad anyway move it on go watch that if you haven't watched it again it's a long one it's like three and a half hours yeah there's a, a solid movie but even with that theatrical cut there's some people like i don't understand why is this batman so angry batman doesn't brand people and i was like well if you could fucking like pay attention they clearly cover that something's wrong with him yeah like he's going through some shit anyway moving on 
I get on a soapbox very easily about those films because I know they're not perfect, but they are nowhere near the level of shit that they got. Oh, yeah. Speaking of shit, 343 Industries. Yeah. <laughs> we still have to go back and play Infinite on co-op uh, campaign mode. We do. I'd be happy to. I thought that the gameplay in the campaign was incredible. Incredible. Let me ask you this, because we also still have to pick it. I'm, I'm doing Italian hands. I'm doing the Felipe Bondalese hands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I, that's probably wrong, but. Is is a shooter something we could do on the cynical stream? Because we still have to pick a game, or do you think that wouldn't work? I think, yeah, I think it would work. Why wouldn't it? Because we could. That's good. We could at least put that in a running. Yeah, you know. Let's put. Let's run it up. Speaking of which, listeners, quadrupeds, lend me your ears. If you follow us on Twitter, and I'm talking to all 15 of you right now, <laughs> <laughs> sit down, grab a chair, let me talk to you. We need to pick another game for our cynical streams, cynical stream Saturdays. So we can, we'll put up a tweet, put up a couple options. You, you can suggest your own, whatever you, we did. Dead Space yeah. three last, we need to pick another one. So, we'll, you know, we get, we think, think of multiplayer, think of fun, think of involved, but not all encompassing so that we can talk shit and have fun. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just give me one second. For, for what? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're okay. So, uh, with that in mind, you know, send us your ideas. Yeah, and, please uh, do. Three, please do. Halo, but, Halo but back, Infinite in the running. Yeah. But back to 343. Yeah. <laughs> and back to shit. Sorry. Let me swap that word up. They, uh, yeah, so this is a shitty decision. So, Microsoft cut like 10,000 workers. Google cut like 12,000. There's a bunch of terrible stories on the internet. One of them was Google literally firing an eight-month pregnant woman before she was about to go on maternity leave. You know, tech giant's gonna tech giant. I don't know what you want me to say. They, they're ruthless when it comes to getting rid of people when they're not doing good. They have decided to axe 10,000 workers, and quite a bit came from 343 Industries, the overseers of the Halo franchise, the stewards, I would say, of the Halo franchise mm -hmm. after Bungie's departure quite a while ago at this point. So, you know, a combination of layoffs and key departures, they're probably not doing great, but they will continue to helm the Halo franchise, which I unfortunately mixed. Yeah. OK, same page. I have very mixed feelings about Halo Infinite. While both of us enjoyed the campaign, uh, just bungled a lot of shit, right? Like the multiplayer came out half baked. It was the, the game itself was missing, missing a bunch of features like the forge wasn't ready. It yeah. was, was not ready for like a year after launch, like a crazy delay on what was sold as a feature of this game that you were going to go pay for. I don't know. It's I, I kind of wish it would move on, right? Like go to, go to someone else. I, I do too. I think, I think that they made a, f a fun campaign with infinite. I feel like it had some moments of character de development with the chief that were good. All the stuff that we saw with Cortana stuff we've seen like literally a million times so far. Um, but multiplayer was just like inexcusably bad. And like, I stopped after maybe two weeks. I have friends who kept playing for months and even they ended up quitting. Like it was just like it, super yeah. broken. Apparently it still is. Um, and so there had been rumors circulating up until, I don't know, two, three days ago that three, four, three essentially was like outsourcing halo moving forward. And I Jeez. felt 
kind of I'm like, all right, at this point, maybe like, oh, cool. somebody will do better than you have been, you know, yeah, like so someone else will pick up the baton. Yeah. Halo four was like, okay, Halo five, pretty bad. Infinite again, fun campaign story. Wasn't especially good. Environments were exactly the same. The, the you know, the, the whole time throughout, but nonetheless, a very, very fun tight game. Uh, I, I would love to play it co-op. Um, but in any event, I think they've just shown with the with the titles that they're releasing that they're just not really up to it. Like they're just not that. Yeah, they just don't get it. And I know, like I saw someone uh, the counter argument being like, "Oh, Halo's only fun when it's a twenty year old, uh, you know, uh, arena shooter with no abilities and blah, blah blah." I'm like, okay, they have to innovate. I understand. I'm not saying right. it needs to be exactly the same, but whatever new thing you're doing should. Be fun. I mean, that's not crazy to say no. that. Uh, it's not good simply because it's innovative um, or, or new, rather, I should say. Uh, so the fact that they're hanging on to it, I'm not like, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see. I, I always want to say, like, well, they saw how bad Halo 5 Guardians did, so they'll do better on Infinite, but then they didn't. So, like, because a party <laughs> wants to go, well, they see people's complaints about Infinite and they'll do better next time, but that didn't happen the previous time. Right. So, right. Um, Halo's still alive for some still, reason. St- still limping along. Still going. Still going. Someone hit it with a shot of adrenaline for no reason. <laughs> it's like, it's like in the Batman, like when he shoots it, which was a great scene, by the way, uh, shoots himself with a bunch of adrenaline, but oh, yeah. there was actually no bad guys left. He just shot himself up with adrenaline for no reason. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. It's a bad analogy. I just wanted to bring up the Batman cause I right, rewatched right. it recently. Chef's kiss. Uh, the, just as to. like a refreshment, the notable departures in the last year, uh, Bonnie Ross was the studio head. She left last September multiplayer director and longtime Halo veteran Tom French left in December and yesterday amid the chaos, Bloomberg reported director and longtime Halo writer Joseph Staten, not Stalin. My brain thought Stalin at first. Not a good look. Joseph Staten was headed <laughs> to the Xbox publishing side of the business as the studio made the quote unquote difficult decision to restructure. Those are awful words to hear. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, pre- previous Halo multiplayer, uh, developer, sorry, designer, Patrick Wren, he is a developer, but whatever, said that the reason that the game suffered so much was incompetent leadership up top during the development of Halo Infinite, which caused massive stress on those working hard to make Halo the best it can be. Sometimes those statements piss me off because you know they probably had a couple lazy developers, right? Like the, <laughs> so I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worker shaming and siding with a, an executive. I uh, to completely agree with them. They probably had incompetent leadership. Like how else yeah. do you fuck a project up that massively? How else do you have like a uh, an Xbox? showcase for a game that you say is going to come out in like three months and then it, like the next week you you delay it by year like that kind yeah. of shit should not have happened at all and of course that's leadership that starts from the top but i always they're like they're like all these people working on halo to make it the best it could be it's leadership i'm like you tell me you didn't have a, just a couple of developers who were like <laughs> showing real bad at their job early. yeah <laughs> maybe Nobody maybe was a, late ever <laughs> maybe steve wasn't pulling his weight you know what i mean on the assets team i'm, I'm just kidding all right moving on i gotta I tell you this I threw, one, so i got you, no, you well to... i threw it in last minute and i threw it in only because there's some kind of weird reference here to Belle Delphine. 
<laughs> Disney fans. I'm reading the headline here. Disney fans are selling Splash Mountain water after the ride closes. I almost wanted the thumbnail for this week to be like a Splash Mountain and like put her face on it and right. then like have the water bottled. I still might. I don't know. If we don't have another thumbnail just idea, put that's her probably the winner. Face on the uh, fox at the top of Splash Mountain. Oh, that addresses you one. by name and tells you he's going to marry your dad. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Oh, no. Sorry, that's like anyway, the, 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 my uh, top one onion article of all time. Five it's, times it's, the t- the fox at the top splash mountain addressed me by name and said it was going to marry my dad. <laughs> I brought this article up for two reasons. One, it look as an adult, do I still like Disney and Disney related properties? Yes, I uh, have a lot of fond memories of watching. Disney animated films when I was a child. Uh, Jungle Book comes to the top of some of my favorite all time. Mm-hmm. Of course, Lion King, Little Mermaid. They have a ton of classics, all very fun. Some of them ripped off of other, but it's okay. The, the House of Mouse repurposed and made some cash. And they're classics. And I get that. But I don't understand. And, and Derek is just going to go, well, listen, you fucking idiot. You still love Batman and Superman and you're an adult. Why doesn't this compute to you? To which I will say, correct, but I'm a hypocrite, and that's why I'm pointing this out. I don't understand the mental state you have to be in to obsess with a media conglomerate. You know what? It's it's about being obsessed with like a media corporation, a media Mm -hmm. conglomerate like Disney as an adult. I know people who can't wait to go give Disney like $3,000 for a trip to go to the park that they've gone to one to two times per year for the past like decade of their lives. And it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Have you been to Disney? Yeah. Yeah. I've been a while at this point. Uh, and we're actually, I, um, probably when I graduated high school, I probably, yeah, yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've been as an adult who could drink, which I heard is a whole other experience, but we're waiting until Grayson's a little bit older, we were thinking, oh, shit, we're having a second kid. Now we're going to have to wait another six years until yeah. he's old. No, we're fuck, fuck the kid. second kid. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck out of here. In fact, the idea that I had, which which works for two- <laughs> People always say, because we're talking about going in like a year. And, yeah. and like you always have people like, oh, he's not going to remember it. Is the vacation for him or is it for you? It's for me, motherfucker. I'm working every day. I'm tired. I need a vacation. Well, that's I- the thing. <laughs> I, I was one of those people. I am one of those people. I, w- I was not going to take him until he was old. I'm like, I'm paying for it. You're going to fucking remember yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You will form. Me- those are three grand fucking yeah. worth of memories. You better remember that Donald Duck <laughs> took a picture with you at breakfast, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I'll be crawling up the steps right now. I'm like, whoops. I'm going to get a text from Samantha telling me to shut up. <laughs> you're going to remember. I love you. If you listen to this when you're older. What if I had one of the, oh, sorry, I'm all over the place tonight. What if I just stopped in the middle of one of our podcasts and had like a heartfelt, if I'm not here when you're listening to this mode, out of nowhere, oh, I'm crying. You look awkward at the camera the whole time because you don't know what's happening. And then I just go right back into it. I'll do it one day. Do it. Anyway. Fucking do it, brother. Grayson, I need you to take care of your mother for me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I, I'm kidding. I would. Don't worry. I'd have to write it out anyway. I would also probably immediately start crying. Uh, where, where, how do we get on this weird, sad no topic? Right. 
Disney. I'm getting back to it. I promise. So we did wait. We wanted to wait until he's little. And then she got pregnant with Archer. And I, and I was like, well, okay, one, I don't have patience to wait yet another five years. Yeah. I don't. I haven't been in a long time. I want to go back. If I was just going to go for me, and this is not what I think you should do, but if I was just going to go for, for, if I was to say like, no, this trip's for me, I'm fine. Uh, grandma can keep him for a week. Then yeah. Sam and I'll just go by ourselves. If, if I'm going for me, he's not coming. But if I'm going to, I was thinking, I was like, you know, I hear a lot of like only child syndrome and then they have a sibling and they feel unimportant and like parents, you know, sometimes go out of their way to like schedule solo activities with the kids so that they realize they still have mommy and daddy's love or whatever. And I was like, what about that? Mm -hmm. Like if we wait till next year, so we have a one year old by that time, Grayson's going to feel good and unloved. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> with it's a new feel kid here, real for, deprioritized. He's gonna be like, "This kid's getting older. He's starting to grab my toys. This sucks for me." And I'm gonna one morning, I'm gonna be like, "Good morning, motherfucker. Open up your Cheerios. Oh, what's this? It says you're going to Disney World. We're leaving tomorrow. You know what I mean?" And yeah. guess what? And on top of that, guess what, buddy? It's just me, you, and mommy. Archer's not yeah. coming. He's staying with Grandma for the week. Boom. Beautiful. I love it. I don't know why. I don't know why would you want to lug article. around a one-year-old baby on any vacation? Never. <laughs> not doing it. Sorry. Yeah. Not doing it. No. I just no. read one of those. We, like we, we were talking about it. I mean, it's like I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. Like it's it makes more sense once they're a little older and they can remember whatever. But like, I, I don't get. You said you don't understand how people can like look forward to going there twice a year and spending all this money, and I agree. People who have made their entire life, their entire personality about being Disney adults. That's weird to me. Like, that's bizarre. Yeah, they're like unironically wear mouse ears, like just around the, around the clock. Exactly. And they wear like the family themed t-shirts and stuff like that's that's bonkers to me. However, they take pictures of the, the wristbands. Oh, we got our wristbands yeah. today. We used the same ones we used last time. You know, you can reactivate them, right? Um, <laughs> a little Disney fan tip. <laughs> uh it is Follow my TikTok. Well, I never went there with a kid. We we were only together for like a year when we went. So this was a couple years before Odin. Um, and it was fucking awesome. It was yeah. like a really good time. It was food and wine festival, which is kind of like, you know, for the adults. Um, but we we went to all the parks because I had never been before. Veronica has a bunch. Um, and uh, she used to work there. Um, oh, shit. Okay. And uh, so we went to all the parks just so I could have that rite of passage or whatever. And overwhelmingly, I hated all the kids' parks because they're so crowded and there's kids everywhere. Um, yeah. But like Epcot and uh, even Animal Kingdom were like not as crowded and more like people just drinking and eating food and stuff. Dude, yeah. I had a blast. I had such a good time. And I can't wait to go back, even though it's like egregiously overpriced to everything. But it is a super good time. And customer service is excellent because it's priced so ridiculously. I will say that there's a couple times we had to like change res- reservations around and it was never like, Oh, sorry, but we can't, they're like so happy to help you. It's like unreal. Their customer service. I don't know how cool. I got off on that diatribe, but I don't, I don't either. But the moral of the story is I can't wait to go with Grayson and buy him some splash mountain water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I brought this up for no other reason than to just make fun of, make fun of adult Disney fans who are so insane. That they would pay, get this, $150. Yeah, unreal. A, a jar of dirty water. Yeah. 
that's had like people reused like water yeah and spitting it yeah rubbing their hand in it as they go oh, why disgusting random, random cat sighting where, cat. Uh, so would you guys do a thing where like you went on vacation and you brought like none of the kids would i absolutely yeah if, if i could uh if i could sucker one of <laughs> one of the grandparents and they keep them for a week. yeah no i actually you know how because we're parents and the internet knows that because of our aware uh, of that. shopping decisions and yeah. whatever other cookies they stored based on my personality every once in a while i'll just get one of those like parenting article ads like thrown in my face and one of them was like oh the couple that uh champions vacationing without your kids and i was like no i, I can totally understand that because everyone needs a break yeah. and if you're vacationing with kids, I got to be honest, it's doesn't really sound like you get much of a break. You're yeah. still taking, you know, not when, maybe not when they're older and can go, you know, here's 20 bucks, go have fun in the arcade. Like let mommy and daddy have a couple afternoon cocktails, but like, you know, he's four. If we did go next year, he'd be five. I mean, yeah. you know, it's sure he pisses and shits on his own, but like, that doesn't mean I, you know, every moment's about him and the whole thing's going to be structured around him. So I, I can absolutely see the argument of like, yeah, if well, you could, mommy and daddy, we'll be back. You're staying with grandma for a week. Right. Veronica and I were talking about just playing around with the idea of going to Japan in like five years, like just putting away money and just saving up over a couple of years. And so we're like looking at all the tourist hotspots and where to go in the countryside and the city and blah, blah, blah. And uh, at one point, Veronica's like, do you think Odin would be into this thing? And I was like, oh, that motherfucker's not coming. He's, he's, he's yeah, not, coming. No, he's he's not part of this plan. That's not a thing you bring your kid with. You know with. how much of a nightmare in an international <laughs> flight with a <laughs> with fucking child? I know. Oh, no. oh, my God. We're already talking yeah. about Disney next year. And I'm like, motherfucker, a, pl- a flight for whatever it is to get down there. Three hours with. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah. I, I've never been, I've been the guy on the plane who's like, here's an, and I've never given anyone a hard time for that, but I've been the guy in the plane when a, another kid is screaming. But of course I have yet to be right. the person on the flight whose kid is screaming and it yeah. sounds like it's a fucking nightmare. So not looking forward yeah. to that. I get anxiety when he starts to act up in like a store. Me too. Yeah. So I can't imagine being stuck in a I feel like I have to apologize to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> honey yeah, i'm oh, just great. gonna step outside for a second i really yeah. overwhelmed right now <laughs> yeah i gotta go to the bathroom again it's like the fourth time yeah well blame grayson <laughs> anyway moving on that was it on to trailers on to our main topics on to our trailers we'll get through these so we talked about this trailer last week we knew it was coming out pop if you can guess what it is before i say it and somehow prove to me that you did that in retrospect, I will give you a dollar. Uh, we we talked about this trailer coming Chris out. Will write the you night. a check for seven hundred and fifty dollars if you can get. I will absolutely it. write you a check because I don't own one, so it's an easy out for me right. to not have to do it. The Mandalorian season three had an official trailer drop, and oh, let me let me resurrect this one. <clears throat> Boy, howdy, are there. <laughs> Are there a lot of rootin' tootin' Mandalorian shooting in this trailer? <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. It just happened naturally. But holy shit, there's, I mean, there's a who's who of Mandalorian culture. Uh, there's a bunch of rando... <laughs> Do it again. There's a bunch of rando mandos in here. And I don't, we, don't, we don't know anything about... That might be the episode title. Rando mandos. <laughs> There's a bunch of random mandos in here. We don't know anything about them. Crazy colored armors. But there's, you know, it's 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 all the plot that we expected knowing where we left off 
between the end of season two of Mandalorian and the little like, you know, 2.5 that we got from those two episodes of Boba Fett, which I went Mm -hmm. back and watched again recently just to see the difference in CGI again from season one leak to season two. It's crazy. It was really well done. I'm I'm excited. I, I don't want them to bring him back again because it feels like a crutch. It's like what episode is Luke gonna be in? Uh but I, I hope that things similar to that happen, like maybe cool cameos. Cause I like the idea that there's the this Mandalorian that we didn't know who's like it's almost like he's building his own well, it's not almost like he is building his own legend in front of us. And we get to watch him kind of like touch on these things that we yeah. already know and and and, and because of that, enrich those other things. Anyway, moving on. We see a lot of stuff in here. We see Grief Karga again. We see the other Mandalorians. We know he's probably going to go to Mandalore. He said he was going back to to Mandalore to get uh, at the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath, he needs the waters of Mandalore to prove that he can be a religious zealot Mandalorian again and put his helmet back on. Um, we see the cloning scientist. I don't remember his name, but he's in Coruscant. So we're going to see Coruscant again. Post Return of the Jedi. It's a really quick shot in the trailer, mm-hmm. but it's neat. We see, of course, some more baby Yodes. Of course, some more Kids. of that sick Naboo Starfighter that he repurposed. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff in here. Uh, one of the coolest additions, well, sorry, one of the only cool additions from Rise of Skywalker, Babu Freak, his little race of Cretans will be in this yeah. show. They look cool. Uh, there's a bunch. There's just a, a lot of cool scenes of Mandalorians jetpacking out of fucking ships. They look awesome. Oh god, it gets me so fucking hyped. That scene like where they the, do the, that like, one drop scene where the they, they the drop ship. the bay. Oh, it's oh so good. Oh my god. Anyway, cool. I've talked too much. I well, I don't really have a lot to add, and th- that's my whole point. I love that this. Um, it gave me like a little bit. This is how trailers should be. There's just like a general sense of sort of what's going on. Right. Uh, he wants to go back to Mandalore, and like that's kind of all you know. He's going to keep trying to be a good dad to Grogu. Yeah. And that's my good it. Grow baby. There's no like major characters like this is the part where I kill you and it surprises right. the audience, you know, in the trailer. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's a show. It's a show. The showdown at OK Corral. Uh, I appreciate the, it because trailers ruin everything anymore. I, and this is right. very it's not like vague. It shows you a bunch of exciting shit. Cool scenery. Yeah. Like you said, like different planets that they'll visit characters that will be in it. But it just doesn't give away what's going to happen. So no, it's 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 great. First two seasons banged. I'm sorry, three. Wait, fuck. How many were there? Two, two. Okay, yeah, first is, two banged. I'm sure this will as well. Yeah, and I mean historically, Filoni and Favreau have done a really good job of making sure the trailers don't ruin things. If you'll all remember, oh, if you'll of take Filoni, a step. I never. I, I really gave up on Rebels. Season two kind of lost me, to be honest. But I'm sorry. Oh, continue. You should keep going. I should. You should, push, I should. You should push through. There's I some agree. cool shit in that show. They really did a good job. If you can take the time machine back to the trailers from Mando season one, Grogu was a complete surprise to the, to the yeah. point where Grogu toys didn't come out for a really long time after the show premiered because Favreau was so worried that if they gave out the design to toy manufacturers, it would be leaked because that happens constantly yeah. in, in Hollywood. So they didn't even let people start work on Grogu toys until after the show premiered. So, you know, they've definitely been good with keeping things close to the chest when they know it will be a great moment for fans. And I hope that that continues. Uh, It looks, you know, it looks great. I I can't wait. Uh, One of the things I'm most looking forward to is whether or not 
if you'll recall, the whole little mini side thing between uh, Bo-Katan wanted to win the Darksaber from Moff Gideon and mm-hmm. Mandalorian, uh, the Mandalorian himself actually ended up doing so. And he tried to just give it to her. He was like, here. And, and yeah. he's like, oh, she can't take it. You have to win it by con- by combat. There's a, there's a legend behind this blade. If it is not won by combat, then the legend means nothing. People won't give a shit. So yeah. I like that. I, I'm curious if he's going to step into a larger role or if he will continue to be like, I don't want this. I kind of feel like it's the former. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited. I feel like we're witnessing again, the birth of this really awesome character and watching him get there slowly. It's like the best long form movie ever for a Star Wars character. Move it on. That comes out March 1st. Super close, actually. Very close. Yeah. We're, we're all super stoked about it. Okay, Dude, the so, next like eight weeks, there's so much shit coming out. I feel overwhelmed by it. Atomic Heart, uh, Last of Us Part One on PC, uh, and those are the only oh, ones shit, I remember. I forgot but about that. A lot. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep playing WoW. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, the PS5 is coming back out pretty soon. Um, it, it, you know, God willing, Hogwarts Legacy has decent reviews. It's coming right, out on PC, yeah. but I but I still feel like I might get it on PS5. I feel like I might too, but I'm ha- I, that's what I just have a feeling that's going to run like Dookie, no matter what you get it on. So I'm waiting like a week that's until a I point. make a purchase yeah. on that. That's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. Speaking of running like Dookie, uh, Scream Six trailers <laughs> out only in theaters March 10th. I have look. I have no idea how you feel about this trailer. We have not talked about it. I put it in in here. It's the only thing. The big like uh, twist on this movie is that it takes place in New York City, which feels like a weird place for a screen movie to take place. This is it looks like during um, Halloween. So there's a little bit more of an understanding of like how this could be possible. There's people, several people wearing that costume. I always kind of liked that in universe, the killings have become so infamous that people like, you know, they actually kind of like the the costume and all that good yeah. stuff. I don't know. I, I, I've seen, I saw a lot of people who are these, these scream super fans, which, uh, yes, is a real thing who were complaining because he uses a shotgun in the trailer. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't do this. He stabs his, I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's It's a movie about a guy who kills people. How he accomplishes this task is part of the reason we watch the films. So yeah, there's only so many ways you can knife somebody to death. You and it was, I mean? it was a repurposed shotgun. It was guerrilla warfare. He took it from the guy. Trills, trills. It's not he like went he's just carrying it. it around. Trills, trills did it for the kills. Right, I'm sorry. That was really, really <laughs> No, I bad. thought it was a good trailer. I, and I actually, I like it's five really surprised me how much I liked it. Um, it like, I just remember giving that a pretty good review. Like it was, Sm- yeah, we thought it was smarter right. than I thought it was going to be without being like pretentious. Um, and I know like Nev Campbell backed out after that and people were like, oh, it's over. And I'm like, mm, uh, that could be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I think it, what's her name? Um, man, Jenna Ortega, I think. Yeah, is uh, she's really blown up and she's very talented. So I'm happy that she is. And, uh, you know, happy to see her. She, I, I, she's got to move away from horror, though, you know? Yeah. She's always just a pretty girl screaming in every movie. And she's very she's good getting, at that. But <laughs> She's getting pigeonholed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the But good for her. Yeah, she is doing good. I agree. Good for her. I, I wish I was a... Well, this is going to come out weird. Let me rethink that <laughs> sentence. 
I was, here's what I was going to say. I'm just going to say it because, right, you know, God, we're all friends it. here. Yeah. We're all friends. I wish I was a teenage girl <laughs> so that I liked Wednesday more. <laughs> I couldn't get into that show. And I'm not saying the show was a bad show. I just, the I problems agree. she was facing as a teenager, I could not have related less to and therefore didn't care to hit play on the next episode i just couldn't give a, i couldn't be that brought to, me to give a shit was the same thing as willow where it was like an immensely well crafted show the aesthetic of the wednesday show was really good but the story is just not there now willow had this weird like anti effect on me where it was so corny and so bad that i was like that almost made me want to keep watching it. Like it was just so, I don't know. Oh, to you're see, a horror fan to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Hey, to, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it was a cheap shot. Listen, I'm talking to you specifically scoot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that that was a cheap shot. I just said it for the laughs. I'm sorry. I take it back. But to see something we both with said that Scream bad six looks good. Okay. Special effects that good was just, I don't know. There's just something about the like disconnect there. That was great. But, um, um, I completely yeah. forget what we were talking about. Oh, Wednesday. Were talking Wednesday. About, uh, yeah, yeah. Wednesday was just boring. <laughs> like it was just, it didn't even have like a, oh, it's so, no, it's, it's just like nothing interesting was happening. I gave up maybe three episodes in. I didn't even, I couldn't even make it. We, we watched yeah. like 15 minutes of episode two. Yeah. And I think I, and I was it's like, I don't, I, so I looked over at Sam. She was on her phone. I had my steam deck out and I was like, honey, I don't, I don't care about this yeah. show. Like yeah. it, it's cool enough, but like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. They're like showing off. The showing off in her room and she does like this wicked cello practice that's filmed from a bunch <laughs> of different angles. And I was like, cool. <laughs> you I know, think it was I don't a know, cover whatever. of uh, uh, Paint It Black as well. Which, which is so somehow worse. worse. Yeah, yeah, significantly worse. worse. Anyway, trailer's cool. He yeah. kills people. It's neat to transplant the idea of a killer into, obviously it couldn't work any of the time, but something like Halloween, but it, it creates this really like you're not alone, but you feel horribly alone thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like the, we saw this before in like a, a quick uh, clip of the movie, but the, the subway scene where they're not sure which person in costume is the scary one. Mm -hmm. Some of these people could be looking at them just very innocently and it still looks menacing as shit. Cause they don't yeah. know who it is. I really like that kind of stuff. And I, I, you know, cool. I always want, again, for the 15,000th time overall and the second time today, always want things to be good. So this comes out March 10th, and uh, well, hopefully it is, in fact, good. good. Moving on. Invincible! That's right, we haven't talked about that show in forever, and there's honestly not a whole lot to talk about here either. This yeah. is a season two teaser that is basically the creator's acknowledging that it's been a while since they've heard anything yeah. about the show and the status. And it's a conversation with Seth Rogen. I mean, another alien and uh, his name is Alan, the alien, which just makes me chuckle. Cause it's really stupid. But anyway, the, the, the whole purpose of this, if you want to go watch it, do you're not missing anything. If you don't, the entire purpose is to let us know that a, it's still in development. B it should be coming out late 2023. So we're probably closer towards the end of this year. I can't wait. We all, all uh, ended up falling in love with this show. And it was one of my biggest victories on this podcast as far as recommendations go. And that's all I got. That's all I care to say. I, I can't wait for it either. Uh, but I hated this teaser. It was like a self-referential. like Yeah. Meta, and it's just like, 
And the whole thing that they were saying was like, we don't really have much to show you, but we're still working right. on I'm like, it. Yeah, like, okay, I get just it. release the trailer when you have something yeah. to show. I, I just, know, it's kind of frustrating. Just put like, come and, I don't know. Anyway, also, the place they're at is called Burger Mart, and it's, it, but it just, the initials are BM, so all I'm thinking of is bowel movement <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the window, it looks like two turds around the initials BM, and they're like hot, because there's like heat coming off of them. Anyway, I laughed because I'm a child. Moving on. Who we just talked about Dungeons and Dragons last weekend. Not in a good way. No. A lot of bad press came out right before the trailer for the thing that they probably want to do really well in theaters. <laughs> I love Chris Pine. I know he's a generic white guy pro tag, but I yeah. do love Chris Pine. He is good. I, this. The trailers aren't doing a whole lot for me, mostly because this just looks like generic fantasy adventure mm -hmm. but that's kind of what willow was and if they can somehow capture there's like a, i don't know what it is there's something there was something to willow that despite some of the silliness still made it really endearing or or mm -hmm. riveting or i don't know what it, it, it was it's like the commitment to the world they're in or something along those lines i haven't quite sussed it out but if this trailer can do something like that i think i'll be into it but as of right now it's not doing a whole lot for me just just to Put it on Front Street. Another, yeah. Bring another one back. How about you? See, initially when we covered this, I had said that I thought it looked goofy, but like for the sake of being a Dungeons & Dragons fan, I was like, I'm going to watch it when, it when I can watch it for free. But And now that all this shit is going on with Wizards of the Coast, I feel like it's like a part of my personal duty to boycott this film. I'm not saying it. I'm going to. I'm saying I feel like I should. Um... But I, I agree with you, Chris Pine, Pine, Chris Pine. There's just something about him. Like, even though he's he's not like a fucking Academy Award winner, he's not. But he just I don't know. He just does it well. He just does that. I pine for Chris. <laughs> um, but uh, the humor looks kind of unbearable. Um, and uh, that's it. I don't know. I don't know. That's all I got. You know, March 29th. See you then. Dungos nope. and, <laughs> and D's, Honor Among Thieves. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. That works really title. well. Yeah, that's the one. I can't. I can't. We just had Dungo and didn't we have Dungo and D's in the title? No, we didn't. I don't think so. No. No. Last week's title was The Suckin' Fuckubus. <laughs> just make it that again. <laughs> the Suckin' Fuckubus. The Second Suckening. <laughs> the Suckening. Dunkers and D's, honor among the. I don't want to put another colon in the title though. Yeah, I'm, I'm either gonna stick with Rando Mandos or BP for this G. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Trailers are done. Main topics. We're gonna zip right through these bad boys because we don't have a whole lot. So let's just do Last of Us episode two first, and then we can give our menu thoughts. I said it earlier, but if you first off. I really enjoy this show. It's incredibly well done. Everything looks great. I, I have a, whenever you can tell a team has put a lot of effort and love and care into something when I have a really hard time telling if something is CGI or, or practical. And that mm. happened to me in this episode. I think ultimately it was CGI, but I'm not sure. Uh, one of the clickers towards the museum scenes, there was something that happened that I was like, this looks real, but I can't. Fun fact, the, the like monster design man person is the dude uh, from Stranger Things. 
Oh, that is an FF. So I uh, I went left tracks because the shit looked really good in Stranger Things. So yeah. it's believable that it, the shit would also look good in yeah. this since it's the yeah. same guy. It's also a, probably a mixture of both. I'm assuming they have some some people in physical outfits that, they, that maybe they augment with some CGI, yeah. which is what they did for Vecna, which was uh, very effective at him feeling more tangible. Yeah. Dude, um, he looks so great. He looks he really so did. good. Yeah, and I and, and like he went through insane amounts of makeup work to get those prosthetics on, and then they just put the icing on the cake with the CGI. You know, they blended everything together, gave him some creepy tentacles. Anyway, we're talking about the Last of Us. So ultimately, I really uh, am in love with the show so far. I think that they're paying a great deal of respect to the source material, and again, for good reason. The source material is wonderful. I did say earlier though that if you've played the game, you knew exactly what was going to happen in this episode. And because of that fact alone, I felt a little underwhelmed and it's, it was kind of inevitable because we have, you know, we always warn about spoilers before the episode rolls, but you know, Tess dies here and we knew she was going to die. She mm -hmm. dies in the game. It's part of the progression is that this, this unwanted guardian role by Joel. He didn't want to do this. You know, it was kind of her idea to take the bound, not, not bounty, but take the, the delivery job and you know he's Joel's kind of emotionally closed off and doesn't really want to open himself back up to this young girl and ultimately obviously doesn't work at all in his favor and becomes very attached to her but all the story beats are hit here uh, they made some weird choices with Tessa's character when she died but ultimately like I liked the episode but it just left me I was like okay well what were the I knew this was going to happen uh, with Tessa's character when she died the way that she died in the, in the game she and I don't don't worry I didn't play this recently enough to remember I had <laughs> to read something about it in the game she dies in a firefight with Fedra yeah that's what I thought as I couldn't they're remember, but I thought escaping and she goes out in like a blaze of glory whereas here she just, you know, dumps over some gasoline and says, get away and blows herself up pretty unceremoniously. And I, I kept, I don't even know if I want to open that can of worms or cordyceps, if you will. <laughs> so whatever, who cares? I saw someone bring up like, why did you have to sexualize her death? And I was like, what? And they're like, well, they, they kiss and they, there's like, there's a weird, um, there's a weird allegory or a weird analogy there of like her agency being taken away and like you know sexualized violently and then she's killed or something and i just i thought that was such a dog shit take yeah it on really what is. happened um and i i do think it's the creator said that they made the change from fedra to zambies because it doesn't really make sense and i totally agree with this for Fedra to have chased three fugitives that far into the quarantine zone past all the other Zambies that they mm -hmm. had to get past, like making a bunch of, they would, it would have been such, so much more of a hat. Just let them go. Who gives a fuck? They'll probably yeah. die. Right. Like that's so yeah, that makes a hundred percent sense from a transition from video game to source material. So it's one of the examples of a good choice. That's a low key choice. Like it doesn't change the story. It just changes a couple components to make them fit more seamlessly together. Uh, but people were complaining about like the, the, you know, cordyceps kiss or whatever, but I, I thought it, it was great. I, I think it was just, I think it was just a reflection of, um, 
uh, her like unrequited affection towards Joel. And I don't think that it means like she was fulfilled by the kiss. Like, I don't think it sometimes I don't think everything. It means like, Oh, she liked it or it was gave her some kind of fulfillment. Sometimes it just means like, it's just a reflection. It's just, she brought up this unrequited love or she alludes towards it. I guess I never asked you to feel the same way about me or something like that. She says, and it's um, a very quick line that tells a lot. And it's just sort of like poignant. Uh, that's, that's not the word. Um, I can't think of the word, but anyway, just to, to, to have this, you know, kiss like death's kiss, um, right. As she, sparks the lighter i loved it i thought it was awesome um I, I i didn't that's why i asked you like before you went further i'm like what was questionable about it i thought that scene was great and i agree i don't think the fedra thing although it was cool you're right she goes down like taking out as many as she can or whatever um i think it makes a lot more sense for i feel like in one and it's been a, a while since i played it i feel like in one the zambies take too much of a backseat to the humans uh, yeah. And then two, the Zambies kind of pick back up, but like, um, maybe my memory's warped on that one. So I don't mind that. I they just like how many out. times you said the Zambies. Like you that. said it and I'm like, all right, boom, it's mine now. Um, I didn't dislike that at all. I thought it was, I thought it was fucking I didn't have awesome. a problem with it when I watched it. And to, to be quite honest, I, I only knew about the, uh, contention today when I was reading stuff about it, but, and also like, not to, not to harp on this again, but like, isn't sexualized in the eye of the beholder because I didn't take a single sexual connotation yeah, from it. No. Or nor did I tie it to any unrequited unrequited feelings about it, none of that. I, it was just an it was just a really creepy way yeah. to show that those fungus those cordyceps are only interested in transferring themselves from one host to another. Whether they have to chase you down violently and bite you or if you're just standing there like they, it seemed like they, she had already started to turn because they were kind of ignoring her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then this one is like right in her face and like, well, you might not be all the way turned yet. Yeah. And the fungus is just like, let me get in there. And I didn't take it as like a, like a weird, whatever. Anyway, the internet's fucking weird and everyone's got yeah. a take and everyone thinks they know the right answer. Uh, but yeah, the, the episode ultimately does exactly what I expected it to do. And for that reason alone, I was slightly let down. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. The clicker scene was fucking fantastic in the museum. I thought it was really good. Yeah. They're very scary. They are. Like, it's very, you know, they take more shots than you would expect to fall down. And I had to, like, remind myself that they made it very clear, unlike zombies who are dead and and reanimated, these are living creatures still. Otherwise, this doesn't work. Like, when the host dies, they're dead. Mm -hmm. So the same things still work to kill it. You know, shoot it in the brain. Make sure that they don't, you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's cool. Yeah, I loved the uh, again. I don't know if this happened in the game, but I love when they were like, well, how long do they survive? And he was like, some, oh, yeah, some last a week or two and some are, you know, the OGs just hanging some around 20, 20 years. Still <laughs> yeah. Still, yeah. I still thought kicking. that was a neat little little nugget. I mean, you, you imagine like if they're uh, fungus based, um, if they don't have any access to uh, sunlight or water, then they probably starve to death. I hate yeah. in any zombie anything that they just live forever until you shoot them in the head. It, it, it's yeah. just like it won't stop me from enjoying a zombie thing, but there's, it's just fundamentally doesn't make any sense. If you don't have right. energy input going in, you don't have energy to put out. This, right. It's just like a fundamental law of nature right. that just gets ignored. Now this dead uh, thing, uh, his muscles yeah. are falling off, but he can walk around on his 
uh, fucking femurs alone. It's just like, even it makes if you no don't sense. understand like those laws of physics, your brain understands that something doesn't feel right about it. Like yeah. you're like, how are they still, I don't understand. I, you know, as, as much as the show kind of went to shit, it was something I liked the walking dead. Now, of course they stretched it out way past breaking point of believability, but they always did like the, Oh, these zombies are really old and therefore yeah. like, this is just half a zombie just crawling because its yeah. legs fell off. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they find the zombies. I think in early in season one, like sitting down a well or something and it was bloated and disgusting. Yeah, and like, yeah. Uh, stuff like that is, is cool. And I agree the little details during conversation that you could miss if you're not paying attention are some of the best parts. And yeah, that was a cool line. Anything else to touch on, sir? No, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was great. And I agree. Um, I, I kind of have a feeling I know where it's going to end. I don't, I don't think just like logistically, it, we may have already said this, but that it's going to um, be the length of the entire first game because then what do you do? Make a season two and then you're done. Um, right. I think they'll probably break it up into two seasons and I'm pretty sure I know where it's going to end. I think it's going to end after the creepazoid in like the snow town thing. I think that's going to be the end. I believe that's my, I like that. That's my guess, but I love it so far. I think it's great. I've seen mostly praise for it. Some of the praise is annoying. People are like, I've never (laughs) seen a better anything ever in my life. I'm like, okay, calm down. It's a great show, but I'm like, have you seen super Mario brothers, the movie? But then, the <laughs> John but then there are people who just want to hate it because it's cool to hate it. And it's like uh, equal. All right, listen, annoying. we have to be done last of us because I, I can't miss that segue. Are you, do you have anything else to say? No. Speaking of John Leguizamo, the menu <laughs> is our second weekly main topic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pretty good. This was a Derek driven main D-D. topic. And because D-D. of that, I, w- I would like you to start if you wouldn't mind. So the, the, the menu just came out on HBO Max. And that's all you should know for now until we get done talking about it. The menu is a show on HBO Max starring John Leguizamo, uh, Ralph Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, and the guy whose name you know that I don't, and other people too. Nicholas Not Holt. just those. That's the name. Uh, it was Beast in the Weird X-Men reboot. I, I've heard a lot about this movie. And um, it, it, the basic premise is that a bunch of rich, snooty people get taken to an island where there's this like world-famous chef. Uh, they're all, they, it's like this exclusive dining experience. Um, he's known for a sort of cutting edge, weird artistic take on, on, uh, go ahead, get it out. The, uh, the Island of Dr. Merlot. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all night. I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's, uh, that's what my brain does when you're talking. I think of the dumbest, <laughs> stupidest phrases that only you would chuckle at. And really only it's a pity chuckle, but I no, 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 it. no. It's, it's a genuine chuckle. Uh, as the show goes on, he's bringing out like weird dishes, like a uh, bread plate that doesn't have any bread on it. Um, more or less, he's inviting upper class snobby people who have ruined just the, the, the general idea of, of dining. Uh, he has like someone who's a food critic who like just burns uh, people's livelihoods by writing bad reviews. Um, he invites some foodie who's like so enamored by the fact that he's a part of this artist's life that oh, he doesn't God. mind that he's like killing people. Um, people who are like vain, people who screw over other people, just upper class, just the fucking crust, just the filth that rises to the top of the soup. He wants to get them all in one place, kill them, and then himself. That's what you realize about halfway through the movie. 
Um, without giving away the entire synopsis, it's um, we realize pretty early on in the movie that uh, our star Anya Taylor Joy um, was not originally the one who was invited there. Uh, she is not upper class. She's a prostitute. She's tooting. Um, she was invited last minute by one more time. Nicholas, Nicholas Holt. Holt. Um, who, and I would, I would like to stop you and take this time to point out that this is basically clerks four because she was not supposed to be here today. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that should be the thumbnail is her with Dante's head. Um, crudely photoshopped on. Uh, yeah, it, you know what it is? It, ultimately, the, the message of the movie to me was it, it, it's um, Ralph Fiennes is this famous chef who is like using sort of upper class uh, high dining shit to he just grew to hate his lifestyle. Uh, and he, he used sort of their tools against them by making them think like tricking them into like, you know, a bread plate without bread. Like, oh, how how vogue, how different, how, you know, it's like, no, idiot. I didn't bring you any food. Like, what are you what are you talking about? You'll find anything you could say uh, uh, just to be the person with the smart thing to say about something that anybody considers art. Um, I really liked the part where we get into he, he takes a liking to, to Anya Taylor Joy because he realizes she's not a millionaire like the rest of these people are. Um, he started off his career as just a dude who was, was just flipping burgers in some burger joint. Um, I loved the part where she goes into his office and she sees all these photos of him, like winning award for like a five-star chef and getting this. And in all the pictures, he's just, he's just like lifeless expression. Couldn't care less. And then she sees a picture of him when he's like 17 years old in like the stupid nifty fifties hat with like a fucking dirty apron on flipping a burger. And he's like ecstatic. He has this like huge smile on his face. Um, I, I feel like the movie didn't execute itself as well as it thinks it did. Like <laughs> it, it, and especially towards the end, it just sort of felt rushed. Like it, there were all these kind of smart kills that were like themed. And then all of a sudden at the end, it was like, Anya Taylor joy, you can go because you're a sweetheart and I'm going to burn everyone else alive. It was like, Oh yeah. What, what I thought we were like methodically teaching everyone a lesson one by one, like almost a la saw. And then you just sort of killed everyone at the same time. That being said, it's just one of those movies that's sitting with me afterwards. And I just like it. Like, it just feels like it was a. Ralph Fiennes plays a pretentious guy because he like he, he plays a guy who became a pretentious guy because of pretentious people. And then ultimately, like, use that. What's that? Say it one more time. <laughs> and ultimately, he used that pretentiousness Ooh. to kill them. And there was just some weird irony to that I, that I really liked. And I liked that it was, a, you know, it's like a, it wasn't a horror movie, but it was like a thriller, I would call it, I guess. Yeah. And there was this like humor injected throughout that normally is something I complain about because I feel like it ruins the tone. But when it's done well enough, it's, it's pretty nice. And then, of course, as soon as the credits roll, I see executive producer Adam McKay. And I was like, well, there you go. That's oh, that's yeah. his specialty. He's good at taking serious moments and injecting humor into them and it not ruining the moment. Yeah. Well, so now I know what this feels like on the other side of the table. I don't have a lot to add. You said a lot of the stuff I was going to say. I, I agree with you. You actually just, just made me realize something when you were talking about the movie. I, I didn't like when it stopped. I wasn't like, I loved that movie, Yeah, but I did like it. And I was like, well, a little silly here and there. It did. It did feel rushed. I, I was 
in this thing where we're like, okay, that guy got his finger cut off. All these people are getting their shit brought to the surface with these either tacos, uh, these tor- tor- tortillas. Tortillas. The uh, I did kind of think they were gonna like one by one. We'd find out more and more. Find out this. Find out these connections. And then all of a sudden, it just felt like, okay, she can go. You're all mm-hmm. dead. However, it did. It is sitting with me. To I was like thinking about it today, and I told somebody at work about it, and like the the idea, the concept behind it. And it was, uh, yeah, I mean, Nicholas Holt's character, the the one we're introduced to the film through the eyes of, is unbearable. And he's supposed to be, because as we later learn, he's one of the reasons through Ralph Fiennes' uh, eyes that is one of the reasons, uh, uh, you know, that, that he is going to kill everybody. He's had enough of these kinds of people, and he is such a simp for Ralph Fiennes' character. Yeah. And it's it's like... The the biggest problem with that, and when I saw the tagline for it, it said horror comedy. I, I disagree. It's not hard. Like you said, thriller for sure. Thriller definitely, I would say. Uh, but some of the comedy is just in the character writing because he is so over the top. It's He's unbelievably... Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, it, it went I mean, a little too far sometimes. It was like, you're okay, like, okay, he on. just really loves cooking and he's talking about it very passionately and yada, yada. And then all of a sudden he's eating normally when the guy's finger gets cut off. And I'm like, no one would be doing that. Yeah. No normal person would be doing And I get it. You're like, he's, yeah, but just no. I mean, some of that stuff was like, <laughs> I got such a rage built inside of me when he told Anya, Anya, that she was acting like a fucking child. And yeah. he was like scolding her for not eating. And I was like, I just want to beat him up. Can I, yeah. can, I like, can I, can I just reach in, into the movie and beat his ass? Yeah, no, I, it's, it's weird. I don't have a ton to say about it because it was such a unique film. It was, it was crazy from start to finish. It was fun. I would definitely recommend it. If you already pay for HBO max, it's on there. Go watch it, please. It's a good time. Um, I, I will say this. I read up on it afterwards. Just, um, I don't know. Whenever I have a movie sit with me like that, I, I, I do that. And I think that there was some stuff in there that was meant as just little nuggets to go find. I don't think it was the overarching theme of the movie or anything, but some interesting stuff is like, it's sort of an allegory for the, uh, Greek, um, tale of Tantalus, uh, who was a guy who murdered and, uh, cooked his own son and then oh. fed his son to the gods to prove that they're not omniscient um uh there's uh all of the what's the term is it cardinal sins like wrath gluttony lust um are represented by each table so uh what's what's i forget it again fucking beast is what i'm gonna go with gluttony uh you have the guy who gets his finger cut off lust uh you have the the stockbroker people uh greed um, yeah. you have uh, sloth in Julian's mom who like did nothing when his dad was beating the shit out of him. Uh, just kind of s- stuff like that. That's just little added. I don't know. I just think that that stuff is kind of cool, uh, yeah. to add those, I don't know what you would call it, like an allegory in there, but it wasn't so like overbearing that it like took over the course of the movie. It's just something afterwards. Right. You're like, oh, it's like a nice kind of neat. It's like a cool story flourish. Like this adds yeah. to it. If you pick up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which so I didn't. I'm glad you pointed it out. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I did too. And with that, Derek, I have one last question for you. Hit me with where exactly? Question. Where exactly can everyone find you? Uh, they can find me. You know what? I haven't been streaming again. I already, <laughs> I already backed off on that. I do want to do it again. I just the chair is still killing me. 
I, I've yeah. been, I've been really, the couch has been like my zone lately and I'm loving it. I'm loving being a couch piece of Zoning shit. Zoning and boning. Uh, but once I'm back to streaming, which hopefully will be soon, Twitch and Twitter at Dr. Gloom MD. That's D-R-G-L-O-O-M-M-D. And Chris, uh, one last, one final query for you as well. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, where could they find you? I'm glad you asked, Dairy Show. They can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Crispy Mana. C-R. Wow. Every time. <laughs> I didn't even catch you correcting me last week when I was listening back to the episode, uh, but you got me again. Uh, C-R-I-S-P-Y. M A N A M as in Mancy. M as in mnemonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crispy, mana. Crispy, mana. Crispy mana. Crispy mana. Crispy mana. Crispy mana. I have not been streaming the last like week or so, mostly because I'm still, still playing well. I can't, I can't stop. We've, I've been pushing Mythic Keys. I'm having a lot of fun playing for the first time in a while in Endgame. And uh, that's not fun content to stream. So I started picking up Gen Zero. I know we only played the one time mm-hmm. together. I started playing a little bit more of that. Uh, handheld. I think I'm going to pick it. I want to talk about it, and I forget sixty percent of that game now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll finish it. That's my that's my promise to you. I'll make some progress on it this week, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. We'll see you then. Uh, uh, see ya. Let's do the new outro song. What?